multiple bombs, 43 dead in Beirut, uh, because the two suicide bombers, 12 dead in Mogadishu. Somalia says it has over 1,224 dead in a plane crash in Sinai, Egypt, and the terrorist attack. The list goes on. Pakistan, Nigeria, Turkey, Israel, Yemen, Syria, Thailand. On and on it goes. From the Wikipedia, there have been at least 289 terrorist attacks in this year alone. Now, most of us are fairly isolated as our country is fairly safe. But we have our own countries, Boston Marathon bombing, Charleston troop shooting, Oklahoma City bombing, September 11th, that. Not you. The world is chaos. I wrote this recently. I read it on Facebook, but I was already seeing it. I did read it on Facebook. It just got it from, uh, from someone I follow. Facebook gave it to me. I don't know how I've been hearing in my head the Oxford River. I don't know how to read it now that it feel like they're weak. But I've listened. I hear people talking about ISIS and all of its allies and making terrifying rampages across the Middle East and modern restrictions. Supreme Court made decisions that many people feel attacked. Those lawsuits and injunctions and fines, these are just a few headlines I picked up uh, over this last year. Court ruled the bakery uh, illegally discriminated against a gay couple and they were closed down. A picture photographer in New Mexico was found guilty of breaking state law for refusing to take pictures of the city's death ceremony. The city of Houston, Texas, succeeded several pastors' sermons. The whole fucking beautiful story. I'll just read you know. uh, it. Verbal harassment. For verbal harassment, for feeling absent of action, Christians in areas with severe religious abuses uh, is Christians pay a higher price for their faith. Beatings, physical torture, confinement, isolation, rape, um, imprisonment, slavery. Discrimination in education and employment, even death, are just a few examples of the persecution that people face around the world because they're Christians. Every day. Human Research Center 75% of the world's population lives in areas with severe religious restrictions, and many of those people are Christians. Also, according to the United States Department of State, Christians. The more the Christian countries face persecution from their government that surround their neighbors simply because of their belief in Jesus. The more things change, the more they change who Jesus is. Because that first century Christians, they had every reason to feel like they were losing. Jesus had not returned. 
in it, you put a group of faithful martyrs. The one who is willing to die. And a leader to a general class. He's the first to rise from the dead. He's the ruler of the kings of the earth. He deserves our worship because his blood sacrifice set us free from our sins. Jesus is the first and the last, the beginning and the end, the living one who died, but is alive forever, the one who holds the keys of death in the grave. Jesus is not frightened to purchase the death. He walks and lives in the middle of the churches and knows each and every one of them in detail. Jesus is like a slaughtered lamb. He lives. He shares the throne of heaven with God Almighty. He eats, deserves, and receives the worship of all creatures in heaven and on earth. He Jesus will return as a victorious warrior. Faithfully true. And he back to saying a lot to Back in San Diego, California, describing Jesus with these words in a sermon from Detroit, in Detroit, Michigan, in 1976. I will not be exacted in my reading, but listen to the statement of the Jesus. My king was born he became a righteous man. He became a behavior. He became a heaven. He became a glory. He became a king. And he's the Lord of Lords. Now, that night he But I wonder if you know him. Do you know him? Don't try to mislead you. Do you know my king? There are no leads of measures in the signs of limitless life. No functions, telescopes, including the visibility of coastline of the shore of his supply. No barriers can hinder him from pouring out his blessings. But he didn't say that because he's not That's not even what he was throwing that out there. Think on that one. Well, I'll come on. Think on that for a moment. Then you can get it started. There are no barriers that can hinder him from pouring out his blessings. Okay. He's shouting really high. Hang on. He's enduringly strong. He's entirely sincere. He's eternally steadfast. He's immortally graceful. He's impurely powerful. He's impartially merciful. That's my king. He's God's son. He's the sinner's savior. He's the centerpiece of civilization. He stands alone in himself. He's honest. He's unique, he's unparalleled, he's unprecedented, he's supreme, he's preeminent. That's my kingdom. He's the miracle of the ages, he's the superlative of everything good that you choose to call him. He's the only one able to supply all our needs simultaneously. He supplies strength for the weak. He's available for the tempted and the tried. He sympathizes and he saves. He's the Almighty God who guides and keeps all his people. He heals the sick. He cleanses the leper. He forgives sinners. He discharges debtors. He delivers the captive. He defends the people. 
He blesses the young. He serves the unfortunate. He regards the aging. He rewards the diligent. He beautifies the youth. That's nice. Do you know him? Well, I'm not saying the king of knowledge. He's the wellspring of wisdom. He's the doorway of deliverance. He's the pathway of peace. He's the roadway of righteousness. He's the highway of holiness. He is the gateway of glory. He's the master of the mighty. He's the captain of the conquerors. He's the head of the heroes. He's the leader of the legislators. He's the overseer of the overcomers. He's the governor of governors. He's the prince of peace. He's the king of kings. And he's the Lord of lords. That's my king. His purpose is manifold. His promise is sure. His life is massive, his goodness is limitless, his mercy is everlasting, his love never changes, his word is enough, his grace is sufficient, his reign is righteous, his yoke is easy, and his burden is light. I wish I could describe him to you, but it's indescribable. That's my point. He's incomprehensible, he's invisible, and he's irresistible. I need to tell you this. If the heavens and heavens cannot contain him, let alone some man claim him. You can't get him out of your mind. You can't get him off your hands. You can't outlive him. You can't live without him. The Pharisees couldn't stand him, but they found out they couldn't stop him. Paul couldn't find any faults in him. The witnesses couldn't get their testimony to agree about him. Hail couldn't kill him. Death couldn't handle him. And the grave couldn't hold him. That's my truth. It's hard then. Why it will be? I'm talking about the fact that he's got no predecessor and he'll have no successor. There's nobody before him and there'll be nobody after him. He can't be here and he's not going to resign. That's my case. And she went, oh, okay. Okay. Solomon is going to only say about Slimmer, we read to begin with. I think it needs some. Correction. My plan and the hope will be gained by seeing spoil the chances by Satan. True. We must destroy the living God's glory, and at present, the other side only seems to be At present, the other side only seems to be But there's something that you share, something you can turn your head on if you chose to do so. Your names are most familiar. It may not state what you can do, but you can sin because Jesus is the Lord. So what? Where does that apply? How does that apply to our lives? To us. Many Christians in the United States stand here who are doomed in despair. Seems like we've been swept away in a tsunami of fear and doomsday warnings. Looks like the life that seems to run and feel as though Jesus is no longer the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. The sense that you have to throw the fortress of uh, civil government or the evil has to fund Jesus through the court system. The Christians in other parts of the world who have faced the darkness and followed persecution found us in his front and took it all out. Began to rain on Andrew and Mary's room. The tumors continued to grow as he healed the sick. Fed the hungry. Led the lost back to Jesus, back to God. 
seeds grew deeper and wider to his back in his right direction. It continued to grow until the Spirit had come and filled the church and began to spread God's message in the kingdom around the world.
name of the passerby on the cross, please be focused in the moment. And every knee will bow, and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. Verse 35 here says, In the year of Jesus Christ. The greatest treasure that any person can see is Jesus Christ. That is the truth and truth. But it is worth it. Are you hearing the invitation by the Holy Spirit? Are you ready to recognize Jesus as your ultimate The one who determines what you do, where you go, how you live. If you are, I want to invite you to pray with me. Thank you. 